You are Locked On Hawks, your daily Atlanta Hawks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 615 of the Locked On Hawks podcast. I am your host, Brad Rowland. It is a Thursday evening into Friday morning, and I recorded a little bit earlier with the great Robbie Cowan, I guess part two or part three of our series here on Over-Unders. We talked about the Hawks over-under and Vince Carter uh, earlier in the week. We talked about the Eastern Conference over-unders on the previous podcast, and now here is our third podcast in only a few days talking about the Western Conference. Uh, Very little Hawks talk, but there is a lot of uh, former Hawks referenced on this podcast, which you'll definitely hear in a moment. But without further delay, here is about an hour of Robbie and I talking about the Western Conference, please subscribe to this podcast via the platform of your choice, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, all those places. And uh, here is Robbie. Robbie, welcome back. It's been a couple days. And uh, again, welcome. We're back. Ready to do it. Let's get after it. We are back. This is, I guess, part two and a half, uh, but no, I guess part two. Um, Eastern Conference, by the way, go back and listen to that. Um, Hawks on the previous podcast. And uh, here we are talking about the West. And hopefully we'll keep this thing to a manageable time. So, without further delay, uh, first on the agenda for the over-unders. If you missed the criteria, go back and listen to it from the last podcast. But, in alphabetical order in the West, the Dallas Mavericks, the hated Dallas Mavericks. Hawks fans hate the Mavericks. I found in the last year that uh, maybe the Celtics are more hated still, but I think it might be Dallas. It's like public enemy number one, so this is a Hawks podcast. I want to leave that out there. But, uh, 40 and a half is the number. That's interesting to me. Uh, under. I think I agree with you, which would be which will, will, will definitely be popular um, with Hawks fans to set under. the stage a little bit. They won thirty three last year, but yeah, they yeah. had a thirty eight win point differential, so they're a little bit better than uh-huh. that. But it was a weird team. They you know they also like, kind tanked of, at the end, basically. They tanked hard. They also like made a couple of big moves during the season. Um, right. You know now now they have Porzingis. Obviously, uh, he you know yeah. he's not technically an addition for the offseason, but he didn't play last year, so he's now on right. the team. Uh, they lose Dirk. They lose my son, Trey Burke. Um, yeah. They added Seth Curry, DeLon Wright, and Boban, which was not what they wanted to do. I mean, they added some guys who can play, but right. no one that's going to move the needle. So I, I tend to agree with the under, but what's your rationale behind under 40 and a half? Um, I think they're going to be better than last year. I think the West is tougher. I think they could have a marginal difference in wins and be a better team, just given how the West is. Um, Luke is great. We have to see, one, like uh, how many games Chris Tapps plays. Um, there could be some load management action with him coming off another knee thing, another injury. Um, he might be rusty early. I mean, there's, I, I mean, he, he probably could have come back late last year was, was the indication, and they were like, why? Which was the right move. So I don't think... I'm not worried too much about the rust, but like there's a little game rust that has to get knocked off early and building that chemistry with Luca and everybody else. And, and just generally like so many teams around them got so much better than they did. Like adding Chris Epps is big. Like there's no doubt, but they didn't, they didn't add anything else that they wanted to add. They wanted to get a Danny green. They wanted to get one of those guys. Seth Curry can shoot it, but like he's their defense is going to be rough. Um, he can play and so can write, but like they're just not 
game changing guys. No, like they're, they're, they're nice. Like they're they, nice pieces, but not anything great at all. They wanted they wanted to get like Greens and Beverleys and like guys like that. And I they mean, got, who's their third best player? Uh, I'm honestly asking. I don't really. I don't think I have an answer for you. It's there's not really an obvious answer. It's like people really like Tim Hardaway Jr. I'm not. I'm, I'm not on that bandwagon. You're not he, on the bandwagon. He, for, he's for there. Tim. Um, I mean, it, it might be Seth Curry. It might be uh, Maxi Kleber. It might be Dwight, Powell. Dwight. I'm not a Dwight Powell guy. I mean, I'm just. I know so you're this, not a that, Dwight Powell guy. That's the that's the illustration here. There really is not right. a number three caliber player. There really is there's a number such four a drop off. player. I yeah, mean, that's the thing. There's such a drop-off between, like, it's, like, potential star, potential star, fringe Way down. <laughs> way it's down like, to it's, fringe. It's a, it's a, not it's even a, fringe starters. Honestly. I mean, maybe, yeah, I mean, maybe, like, maybe a couple guys are fringe guys starters. Are most like, of I mean, like, DeLon Wright. Like, these guys are all, like, fringe starter types. Like, probably yep. best. On a good team, they probably should be role guys. And they're going to be asked to play starter type thing. Like, that that's my issue with this team. Um, you know, they basically ran it back, and I don't think they're good enough. That run it back should push you to um, think they're going to be 500 or better this year. I mean, it, it's possible Rick Carlisle can do things as a coach. We've seen him kind of pull teams up, but I, I just I think the rest of the West is just so stout that they might get to 38 wins and be significantly improved. And that's the ceiling possibly like unless Luca and Chris both are just phenomenal, which is in play. Um, there's so many other good duos that have better sporting casts around them in the West. Uh, I, I have a hard time thinking this team should be projected to be 500 or better. Yep. I, I, I totally think it's, agree. It's just more and more likely than not like 65, 35 that they finish below 500 and that's that there's the value there you yeah, go I, this is one of my this is actually one of my favorite ones in the west it's not yeah. like a, a full-on lock but you know it, put it down, if you but. if you assume even if you assume porzingis plays 70 games which i will not do i will not assume that by any means i still i think i, th- I think i'd still go under honestly that that's how bad the not bad i mean bad is the wrong word but there's there's just not a lot of talent on this roster it's it's no. kind of a two-man team right now and no. uh, in the Unless west they it's make not gonna get you this summer and i and don't they might see i mean that. but even then see- like Go get. I just don't see who they go get. Is the thing. Right. So. I mean, la- last year they had guys for half a season that you know Harrison Barnes is easy to make fun of, but Harrison Barnes can play. Like he's not terrible, and he had they, he was on the team for a while. They had Wes Matthews for a while. They had guys who are kind of better than the guys they have now. So yeah, I mean, Porzingis is the swing factor. It's pretty obvious. Luca is good, um, but everything else, I got I got to go under on Dallas, and we could we could yeah. probably leave it there. Um, all right, Denver is an interesting one for me. Denver mm-hmm. was very good last year, uh, fifty-four sure. wins last season. They're at fifty-one and a half is the number. Um, explain to me how this is this low because th- they're better than they were last year on paper. They, they uh, I think the thought process is they stole a bunch of wins last year in a in a downish year in the West. I mean, uh, I, I suppose like, that's but just, they also that's, like that's are markedly better. No, I, they, I'm. They went from Trey Lyles to Jeremy Grant. That was like basically their only change is Trey Lyles is kind of bad and Jeremy Grant is good. So I guess Millsap's a year older and Jokic was really healthy last year, but they had some injuries too. Like Will Barton was bad and yep. only played half the season. Gary Harris had, had an injury, missed some time. Like Jamal Murray's a year older. I'm, I'm not a Jamal Murray fan, but he he's still pretty good. It's, it's still good. Like yeah. I think he's probably overpaid, but like you kind of have to if you're Denver. 
Um, yeah, so I mean, no, 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 I'm just, I'm, I guess it's the West just, thing. I'm just telling you why. That's got to be it. The but why I, from books is just like one. I don't think they worry too much about the public being like high on Denver. Yeah, I think that, there, that is definitely there true. are there are a lot of people that think it was kind of fluky. Um, but like when I look at this team, the weaknesses are playoff weaknesses. It's kind of like what we talked about at the very top of the East with the Bucks and the Sixers. All my questions about those teams are questions that are going to pop up in the playoffs. Uh, my questions about Denver are questions that pop up in the playoffs, which is, can Jamal Murray rein his self in uh, to make the right plays in the playoffs? Like, can you rely as much on Jokic as a playmaker in the playoffs? Like, can you get enough from – they missed so many shots last year against Portland. It's painful to watch. Can they get the shooting – Otherwise, like this is a really good team. I, I'm I'm with you. I think this should be a couple higher. I, I think fifty three and a half would be a smarter number. So in that sense, I, I, I lean over. I'm not I'm I don't think this is a hammer because the West is so good, but I, I don't think they take a step back really. I think yeah. they're about what they are. We we agree. I mean I I don't love hammering overs in the fifties just as a principle, but I, I do think this is uh over is the only way you can look for me. With Denver, I think they are a true talent team that is better than this number. You know, obviously injuries, all that stuff can happen, but I think they're better than they were last year. And it was not a fluke in my opinion that they won 51 games last year. They were uh, 54 games, I should say, last year. They're they're good at basketball. Um, the next one's a firm stay away for me. Just already. oh my god, I I think I think this is this is the one I'm most scared of. Golden State, uh, 47 and a half. We could run down no, the whole you. thing, but they. No, they they lose everyone, um, not everyone, but they lose everyone except for uh, Curry, Draymond, and part of Clay. But they lose they lose Durant, they lose Iguodala, they lose Cousins, they lose Livingston, they lose uh, Jordan Bell, Damian Jones, Hawks legend, um, and also Quinn Cook. They add a couple of guys who I like. You know, Daniel Russell is not, not one of them. Uh, Russell is talented, but isn't great in my opinion. Um, Willie Cauley Stein, I kind of like that move for nothing. Um, Clay Robinson the third favorite of this podcast. Amari Spellman, uh, Alec Burks, and then a couple of rookies with Jordan Poole and Eric Pascal. Um, honestly, the only I refuse to bet this under. Like I would never, ever, ever oh. bet this under because okay. I think Steph might be, the, might, might, might be the MVP this year. If Steph yeah. decides to, that he wants to just do this, he might average thirty and win the MVP. Um, but it's all it's all about Clay, and I have no idea. Clay's a warlock. Like he's going to play at some point, but Clay? I don't know when. Wants to come back before the All Star break. Of course he does, because Clay's insane, and, and he like, might be and able like to pull it off. Do it, and he might do it, and he might do it. Uh, and and, and with, with that said, you have to, you have to go over or nothing, but I just don't want to bet the over either. I just it's terrifying to me. I'm not doing anything. I won't. I won't. Do, especially with the over being minus one thirty. Like you, you can't. No. Don't I mean, lay juice. And don't I take feel the like other, Steph so and Draymond play. are oddly underrated right now, and that oh, sure. everybody everybody lost. Like that, that's two really really good players, including right. a uh, an all world player and Steph, but. The supporting cast is a bit rough. I think the it loss is. of Iguodala is, cannot be overstated. That's a big loss. Yeah, defensively um, they're going to take a step back. Um, I, like DA, I like DAR. I like DAR more than you. You do. I like but DAR I, more than I don't you. Like him. Um, I mean, he helps like, them because he can score. Well, the thing is, is it's going to be a big help until Clay gets back, um, right. and then all of a sudden we get trade rumors. Is what's going to happen as soon as Clay gets back. Um, yeah, no, you don't, you just don't bet it. I think we uh, like honestly, I think we can just move on because you you don't bet this, you don't <laughs> do with anything that. with it. Like, 
it's all comes down to when Clay comes back. If he comes back in January, the overs inside. If he doesn't come back to like late March, could then they win? Could they? Could they conceivably win forty eight games without yes. Clay? Without yes. Clay, like at all? Oh man, Clay misses a season. Could they win forty eight? Clay games? misses a season forty eight. Probably not. Then you can't bet it. That's right. where I am, and I wouldn't bet it either way. If you if you made me choose, I'd go over for sure. But not gonna do it. Take Clay Torres ACL in mid June. Correct. Like, I know he's insane, but you just can't trust that it's going to happen, right. even if he's insane. Yeah. Okay, let's move on. Uh, Houston, yeah. of course, we're side by side. And that's, that makes perfect sense. Uh, Houston, 53 wins last season after a yeah. dreadful start. People have forgotten how bad they were early last year. Um, they were 11 and 14 at one point, I believe. 11 they were really bad at the beginning of the season. Uh, and by the way, the number this year is 53 and a half, which is about the same as they were last year. Yeah. They, of course, uh, they basically trade Chris Paul and Nene for Russ Westbrook and Tyson Chandler. Yeah. Essentially, that's what their swap was. Um, yeah. I don't love the Russ Harden backcourt pairing, but Russ in a regular season is going to just play more than Chris Paul. And he's going to play, he's going to play 75 games. They're going to stagger them, I assume, because they just. That's the only way to do this is to stagger them. And if, if you tell I, me but they they're have not going to stagger them that much, forty-eight. But the thing is, if you, if you can go forty-eight minutes a game with one of those guys on the court, yeah, there's some real oh, value yeah. in that. Yeah, 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 I mean, like over is the side. I liked it better. Caesars had it at fifty-two when it opened. I liked that a lot. Um, yeah, I agree. Fifty-three and a half. I still, I still like the over. Um, like under D'Antoni, they've fifty-three is the least wins I think they've had. Um, like and they and like like they were terrible to start the year. They had awful injury things, um, and like Russ and Harden just play a lot of games. Like I know they said there's going to be some load management stuff. I, I think it's more in-game stuff is is what Maury's talking about. Um, Not like just I know riding Harden to the absolute brim. Right, like they I have think, been the last I think couple seasons. I think they have a goal of keeping both of those guys around 35 minutes a game. As they should, and I think they can do it. Uh, as opposed to close to like forty a game for James. I mean that uh, when, that run last year when Paul was out and Harden was just doing every night. possible thing. Yeah, it was insane. It was um, ridiculous. Uh, so I, I think I think it's over. Like this is gonna be a great regular season team. Again, yeah, I, another, I, I, another, I worry about the playoffs. Spots where I go <laughs> in the playoffs, can these two guys when everybody's dialed in? But like these two guys are gonna run rough shot. Over the NBA in the regular season, they're going to crush teams offensively. Yeah, I'm. I'm not sure that Russ suddenly will be able to shoot again. But even if he's the guy who was last year, which was considerably worse than he was before that, he's still a regular season player that can give people a lot of problems because he just plays so hard and yeah. um, is productive and all that stuff. So yeah, I overs the only way you look for me again. I, I don't love to give out overs in the fifties um, in general because a lot can go wrong. Like one James Harden injury and you're going to yeah. lose. Toast. Um, but. Uh, over yeah. is the only way yeah. I look there. Okay. Clippers. Yeah, Clippers. 54 and a half is a lot, but they won 48 last year with a team that is a lot worse than the team they have now because they have Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. And, by the way, sneaky Mo Harkless. Um, people have forgotten that he's there. Oh, he's, that. He can play. Um, was... They did lose some guys. I mean, it wasn't like they just added. I mean, they, they lost Gallinari, who was great last year. They lost Shea. Right. They lost Garrett Temple. Um, but you know, clearly they're better. The only qu- the only question with the one total is how much PG and Kawhi play. PG's already hurt. Kawhi's PG's not going to play. going to start the season. Kawhi plays sixty something games. Yeah. So this is, 
a firm stay away for me. I, I agree. Wouldn't, I wouldn't even touch this number because you just don't know how many games they're going to play. If, if, if we like, knew they were going to play 70 each, I would go over pretty oh, easily. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't think that's going to happen with either yeah, of them. I mean, I think, I think you go pretty cautious with Paul to start, and then he's not going to play back-to-backs and stuff. And Kawhi won't either. Kawhi is not going to play all we the saw, We saw it last year. He won't play back-to-back all season long. He shouldn't, by the 60, way. 60 to 64 games. Uh, I think both of them are in that range, 60 to 64 games. And, I mean, they, they, can, they can beat some teams without them, but, you know, yeah. take, them, take them both away, and they're not very good. They're not, they're not atrocious. No. Like you might think, like you might think they would be because they have Lou Williams, they have guys who can play, but right. it's not it's not a playoff team if you remove those two guys um, pretty clearly. So um, yeah. yeah, I I just don't I wouldn't touch it. It's just it's just it's scary. It's scary, no, especially no, at fifty four and a half. Like they could very easily win sixty three, sixty five games if they just wanted to. Like if they just wanted the, to run everybody. Yeah. Right now, today, this is a separate question and a quick one. Right now, August eighth. Uh, do they win the title? Would, would, would they be your pick to win the title right now? Because they're they're my if, pick. if everybody's fully healthy, yeah, they're my pick to win the title. Yeah, now I'm not healthy. saying bet them at even money. That's that would be stupid. no, but, stupid, uh, but pick if I had to pick one team to win it, they'd be the team I pick. So there you go. Uh, all right, let's go to the Lakers cross town. Uh, lots of change here. They won 37 last year with a ton of injuries. Um, yes. including LeBron and not just LeBron, by the way, Ingram, Lonzo, Rondo, all these guys were hurt at different times. They were gutted with injuries. Um, yeah. 51 and a half. Now, obviously they add AD, they add Danny green. They did lose a bunch of guys. Um, mm-hmm. but it comes down to what you think about how much LeBron and AD are going to play to a lesser extent, I guess, than Kawhi and PG. But, um, to well, counter I, that, I think they have, they have no players. <laughs> so, well, that's the thing. Well, that's the thing is I think it's more important. I guess it's more important, but just I think you can protect they, them from more games right now, but it's more important I, that they stay healthy. Yeah, I think it's just I think they're I think we're going to see as cautious a plan for LeBron James as we've ever seen. I mean, that's as the only way to do this if we're being honest. I think with each other. because they know. I I think the goal is get to the playoffs. They want a top four seed, but like. I think they're going to have so much confidence that they can beat anybody. Their goal is basically don't play the Clippers in round one. I mean, the roster's so bad. The roster's not good. I mean, they, I, they I have like Danny guys. Green, but like we saw last year that Danny Green's kind of at this point not even a 16 game player. He's just kind of like when you absolutely need him, you turn to him. No, I mean, D- Danny like, Green is really, really good. useful. Yeah. But and like he's going to help a lot in the playoffs. But he's another guy that's like he's getting up there. He's got to kind of think about when he's expending energy. This this roster's rough. But uh, Robbie, don't don't forget top. don't forget third superstar Kyle Kuzma. Third super look. All right, first off, I want to I want to address this issue. And my best Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> look, uh, Kuzma should say that shit. Should he? I disagree. Like he that's should. Funny. Like he, like true. here's the thing. He should. Go ahead. He's got to. It's the same as Brandon Jennings saying Bucks and Six. Like, if you ask the question, <laughs> if you ask the question of a guy, they're pro athletes. They all think they're better than they are. That is accurate, for sure. They all think that every single one thinks they're better than they are, except for, like, the three that are actually that good. They're, like, three to five guys in the league that are as good as they think they are. Everybody else thinks they're better than they have to because that's the only way you stay up there. Can you disagree with Kuzma? Can you think it's a bit preposterous to project him as a superstar. Absolutely. But 
like I'm not gonna knock the guy for saying like it's the same when like Trey is super confident. Is Trey as good as he thinks he is right now? No, but it's good. That's good. You have as to be long confident. as he stays within some of the things. Like sometimes it has its spots where you're like, maybe don't take that shot with 20 on the shot clock. But you live with that because it's no. why they're as good as they are. It's why they are as good as they are and where they are. And like they all carry the little sometimes fake chip on their shoulder or make it bigger than it should be. But look, that's what they do. It's fine. Is Kuzma that good? Absolutely not. I, I uh, should say, by the way, it's um, you know John, my, John Collins versus versus. Collins. Yeah. My, I couldn't I couldn't help myself today. But uh, my 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 Twitter stuff against Kuzma is it's not his fault. By the way, I, that's something I should I, I should at least clarify. I have no ill will towards Kyle Kuzma. He's done nothing wrong here. He's not as good as people think he is. That's not his fault. Uh, Kyle, Kyle Kuzma is a confident young man who's uh, taking full advantage of Los Angeles as he should. By the way, and the fact that people think he's a superstar in Los Angeles. Yeah, get get do that it, money. Man. Get get that endorsement do money. Do it, everything you want to do. It's not his fault Cash at all. Checks. My, my my opinions are are basketball only, and I think he is uh, comically overrated. Like not even remotely oh. in the stratosphere. Yeah, everybody's like, oh, he's a great spot of shooting shot. Like thirty seconds. No, and he's not. I mean, he's he's a perfectly fine yeah. fourth fifth option. It's it's fine. Um, but moving also, on. Also, the other, the other that, thing with Kuzma, they don't they, like. They don't need a third superstar. They need a third. They need a guy who can step into the right role. He's if a he truly awful that, fit. I'm sorry. He if he can is. do that, great. But I agree. I don't think he fits real well. Anyway, well, when you're when you're uh, when you're, when, you're, when your two best players are LeBron and Anthony Davis, what you really need is a power forward that can't defend or shoot. Good stuff. Good stuff there. Uh, anyway, Lakers. Uh, lean if, under. Uh, because of what we just said. Yes, absolutely. Because of literally I, everything we just said. Lean I would under. stay. I would stay away for would sure. Stay away because if LeBron and AD decide to play a ton. For reasons passing understanding, just wanted like AD swing it around might and go. Say that they could be, a, a, AD might go like MVP level this year. That's not I mean, out they, of the question. They might, they might just decide like they really, really want to put a stamp on it and try to get the one seed. They could do that if everybody stays healthy. Because again, the other teams, other than like Denver and Utah, Denver and Utah are probably like the Clippers are just gonna be like, let's get there, let's get to the playoffs. Yeah, I mean they, they should they so, shouldn't push. That that'd be I, silly. That, I lean under, but afraid of it because LeBron might just be mad and decide he wants to play eighty games even if it takes a year off of his career as far as being elite. Yeah, I, I refuse to bet against LeBron. Um, it's, so it's just, not stay just, just stay away. Just stay away. Except entirely. for last, last year, last year, and last year, and in injuries, they were they were on pace. They were just fine um, when yep. he played last year early. Um, so yeah, anyway. All that, all that said, stay away from all the uh, from the, the all three weird teams: the, the Clippers, the Lakers, and the, and the Warriors. Just, just don't, just don't do it. Um, California basketball. <laughs> that's a good. Pl- uh, Sacramento, we'll get to later, but uh, for now, we'll just stay away from all those from all those teams. Uh, quickly, Robbie, let's take a break for a few seconds, and we'll come back and uh, start off with the Memphis Grizzlies after the short break. All right, Robbie, we're back. Um, Memphis, twenty-seven and a half wins. They won 33 last year, but that came with 70 games of Mike Conley and 53 games of Marcus Gasol. A lot has changed in Memphis. They are fully in the Hawks-style teardown build-up uh, portion mm-hmm. right now with a couple of really intriguing young pieces. They have uh, they have John Morant, they have Jaron Jackson, they have Brandon Clark, they have really interesting pieces, but uh, they're in firm transmission, transition mode right now. Yeah. Uh, I adore this team. Yeah, it'll be fun. I am thrilled to watch them on League Pass. I'm thrilled to watch them win 
26 to 28 games. So stay away. <laughs> so stay away. 27 and a half. Stay away. Uh, look, this is a really fun young team. Really fun young teams don't win much. That's that. That's it. But I think they're better than a few teams. Yeah. I mean, they, they have like, some sneaky veterans, by the way. Like they have. They I mean, I, I don't think that Andre Godal is going to be on this roster, but right now he is. He could he play, should. I suppose. There. Um, they have Jay Crowder. They have Tyus Jones. <laughs> Uh, they have I some like interesting that was a good pickup. players. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and they they lose, of course, Colin Gasol, but that's kind of it. Everybody else they lost didn't do a ton for them last year, um, including Chandler Parsons, Hawks legend. Uh, uh, Twenty-seven and a half. Here. By the way, the only thing here and why, if you made me choose, I'd probably lean under is that they might tank at the end because they have to keep that pick, and they might sure. they might want to tank at the end. I wouldn't sure. I wouldn't bet it, but if I had to, I'd go under for that reason. That's it. Yeah. All right, uh, moving on to mm-hmm. Minnesota, 35 and a half this yeah. season. They won 36 last year, and that came with uh, very, very little from Robert Covington, who played 22 games. Also, Jeff Teague played 42 games for another program. Um, both those guys are healthy now and back. They also yeah. add Jarrett Culver. They add Noah Vonley. They add Ty Wallace, Shabazz Napier. They add a bunch of guys who I kind of like, Jordan Bell. Um, they add some interesting guys they do lose some veterans though Taj Gibson Derek Rose Tyus Jones Dario Saric and Anthony Tolliver um this is a weird one for me because I think yep. on I think on talent they're better than this yes. but it's the what but it's the west it's so the west. it's like yeah I don't know question like, cut, Minnesota yeah. versus Dallas in a head-to-head if you got a little juice on Minnesota if I had juice on Minnesota I would take Minnesota um That's for fine. sure yeah, I, I think if I you know all things equal I would probably equal go Dallas, Dallas but not clearly yeah. Honestly, but like I mean, Dallas is almost like what? Four, Dallas five, shouldn't six, be one, five seven. wins more than Minnesota, in my opinion. That's what I'm saying. I, I think Carl Anthony Towns is better than anyone on the Dal- on on Dallas right now. Oh, agreed. now I, I think I might. I think I'd probably rather have Luca long term, but right this second, I would. I think Towns is the best player on either team. Um, and by the way, like Robert Covington's good. If he's if he's healthy, he's, he's going to help them quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're they, they're young in some spots where you don't want to be young. And, you know, Jeff Teague needs to be good for them, which I'm not sure what Jeff is at this point in his career, other than, like, you know, below average starter kind of guy. He's yeah. fine. Um, but, yeah, I think Towns has become underrated. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I would lean over, but I'm scared of it because of the West. But I do think people are maybe a little too low on the Wolves and thinking that they're just going to be a disaster. Like, they're still... They're not. No, they, they, still- have, they have too many. I mean, as long as Towns is available, they're not going to be terrible. No. Um, I wouldn't touch this, but uh, I can see a path to, for them to get to 40. That would not yeah. blow me away at all. Uh, okay. New Orleans is really interesting. And they're next. Uh, 38 and a half. Um, throughout last year's roster, essentially, it's a very, very new team. Um, I'm going to read you the list of the guys who I think are definitely in the rotation. And it's pretty fun. Uh, it's Drew Holiday. It's Lonzo Ball. It's JJ Redick. It's Etwan Moore. It's Zion, of course. It's Derek Favors. It's Brandon Ingram. Then you have some more guys who can play. You have Nikhil Alexander-Walker, who's a rookie. I know they have Jackson Hayes, another rookie, but they have Josh Hart. They have Darius Miller. They have Kenrich Williams. Like, they have 11, 12 guys. I mean, I I think that they probably have to play Jackson Hayes this year, but he probably shouldn't play in terms of just actually, like, contributing to winning right now. They They have a really fun roster that also has guys who are veteran good. Like, J.J. Redick is a good player. 
Derek yeah. Favors is a very good player. It's not yeah. just Zion and friends. Like Drew Holiday is a star. <laughs> like so they good. have they have guys who can play. So thirty eight and a half. I, I don't know, man. I, I have no baseline, but I wouldn't want to bet the under on the Pelicans necessarily. No, just they I wouldn't want to. I don't want to lay it with the over at one tw- minus one twenty five. But I, I agree. Like the under scares me. Like this wouldn't surprise me. If this five hundred team. At if all? Zion is good, like if Zion, if Zion people is think good, going to be then, right away, then they're going to go over. I think. Yeah, but I, I like Zion a lot. I, I think there could be some kind of growing pains. He's still I, a rookie. Still, he's still a he's rookie. still a rookie, and like the thing, the thing about Zion is like, I think he's. Got, it won't surprise me if people are way too hard on him. Like he might shoot terribly, but still be good. Like he, well, I, he, I just I just thought of something that I have to ask you now after looking at this piece of paper in front of me. Um, take Zion away. How many teams? How many? How many, how many games does this, does this does this team win? Drew Holiday, Lonzo Ball, JJ Redick, Brandon Ingram, and Derek Favors as a starting five. How many? How many games does that team win in the West without Zion? Like mid to low thirties. Yeah, I mean, I think that's they're not. That's not a good team. But that team isn't like fine. notably worse than some of these teams that are in their range. Yeah. Like, and they and then you add Zion. Yeah, I, I no, mean, I, I'm with you. I I think I'm really intrigued by this team. Uh, I'm intrigued by how they make things work as far as roster construction and rotations because there's a lot of kind of weird tweener guys that you got to wonder what position are they going to play. I think Alvin Gentry is really going to lean into the positional like. Revolution, revolution where nobody plays yeah. an actual position I mean, because they, you they're, have, they're gonna have to they have too many guys I mean, that play the same thing, you have too many guys play the same thing so you have like you mentioned that backcourt in that backcourt you probably have lonzo checking point guards drew is checking threes and jj's checking twos but offensively Lonzo and Drew are kind of sharing point guard duties, and JJ's just wing shooter guy. Like, and then, you have, Ingr- really and then you have Ingram doing weird stuff. You have and then Ingram's all over the place, but like Favors and like Zion. It's it's really interesting. I'm I'm excited that Favors finally gets to play center because he's been playing out of position. Like, he's what everybody thinks of. Like, like he should be playing center when oh, he's, he's been playing yeah, four he's, next he's to he's three, which has been awful. Yeah, I mean, he it, it worked because he's good. Like it works because, to some he's extent, because he's good, good. but like but he's offensively, there's such a log jam there. Yep. Uh, that like I'm excited to see him play some minutes next to Ingram. Plays, you know, and Ingram can play two to four. Like he's weird. Zion's gonna be kind of four or five. Sometimes maybe throwing a three. That it's gonna be really weird. I'm interested to see how Alvin particularly on the defensive end, throws this team at at opposing uh, teams because they they could be really. They could be really fun defensively. Um, oh yeah, they I mean, have so much length. If they you just take JJ really away, if, if you just put like Drew, Drew, Lon- just if, if you start your Drew defensive, your, your your defensive five with cool. Drew, Lonzo, Zion, and Derek Favors, and then pick a pick a fifth wing, whether it be Ingram or Etwan Moore or whoever. Etwan Moore is dirty on defense. I like I like Etwan Moore a lot. Like he needs to. I mean, I wish he was somewhere else because he would play more. But Etwan Moore can play. Like he's 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 helpful. Uh, so yeah, all that to say, all that to say, stay away from it. But watch the Pel- like Pelicans and Grizzlies are should be on. Like if you're doing the weird like five team league, pa- I don't even know if they still do that. Uh, by but the way, New Orleans. Oh, uh, here's a, here actually a sneak tip. I'm, I'm going to go against you. New Orleans is going to be on TV so much that I'm not sure you're going to need it. 
Oh, that's true. They're opening night against the Raptors. They are uh, a scion factor. I think smartly the league is understanding, and people are seemingly ignoring this uh, on Twitter that we're reacting to this, but uh, Zion is already one of the eight most famous people in the league. I'm not even being funny. Like, no, Zion had right. two million Instagram followers in high school. Like, he's this guy is comically famous. So yeah. I actually think it's not like people were like, oh my God, they're anointing the Pelicans. I'm like, no, they're not. They want Zion on TV. That's all that is. They want Zion on TV. <laughs> and it's going to yes. be a lot of Zion on TV. So I'm, I'm excited for it. Me too. He's going to be fun. Um, changing gears entirely. Wow. The Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, a weird, weird team in a lot of ways. A lot of old friends of ours on this team. Um, Chris Paul is going to be there, apparently, for a while. I love Chris Paul. Uh, I know he's not fun to play with necessarily, but I've always loved him. I think he's still good. Not quite what he used to be, but he's on this team. Um, they have good veterans, and they have, they have good veterans. They have weird middle guys who are overpaid, and then they have nothing else. So it's uh, the good veterans tier, Chris Paul, Danilo Gallinari, and Steven Adams. Mm-hmm. Then they have uh, the one good young guy, Shea Gilgis Alex- Alexander. They also have a couple of fringy or young guys in Darius Baisley and um, Hamadou Diallo. But then you have this weird group of either overpaid or underachieving young vets. Um, Dennis Schroeder, old friend. Uh, Andre Roberson just can't stay healthy, can't get healthy right now. Uh, Nerlens Noel is on this team, and they're going to Nerlens Noel Hive stand up. And also Mike Muscala is on this team, and I think he's going to have to play too based on this roster I'm looking at. Yeah. Um. So they have more talent than you might think for a team that's obviously rebuilding, but they also have some weirdness on this team. So all that to say, 31 wins, 31 sorry, 31 and a half wins right now. I, I don't know, man. I I have no idea. Uh, when Caesars opened it at 28, I was like, hammer the over. Yeah, over there, over on that. I agree on that. I think there's a lot of value there. Because if, even if Chris Paul and Danilo Garnari are trade deadline deals, 28 had value. 31 and a half is scary. It's um, more of a true number because you, you, you basically right. just need Chris. If, if Chris Paul was healthy and playing there all year, with Gallo and Adams, if you just knew they weren't going to trade these guys off, then I think the talent level might be slightly over. Yeah, no, I think I think I think if you told me this roster will be together all year, I'd take the over in a heartbeat. Yeah. Uh, I think this is thirty-five win team. They don't have like, a lot of fit. Like the fit's not great though. Aside from those big three not vets, great. I mean, I like, know the, Shea, the shooting has always been an issue. Yeah, Shea. I mean, Shea can't. Shea is not can't really shoot it right now. Instead of high volume, Dennis can't shoot. Robertson can't shoot. Um you know, obviously Abs doesn't shoot it. Having Gallo does help you, but I don't know. Like, the fit's not ideal, but no, Chris Paul but might also might be in FU mode because that's something that's the that he thing. might do. He might, I, I think, so that's that's the thing is, like, if Paul wants out of OKC, he's he got to well. ball. He has <laughs> yeah. to ball because that contract, nobody wants it. But if he plays really well and stays healthy, like, I think they'll they'll help him out with some load management stuff to try and, keep him intact but if he can play i mean how many games it's like 42 game it's no it's more than that it's almost 50 games to the trade deadline now 40 games it's more than half the season it's more than half the season yeah it's like 45 50 games if he can play 38 games before the deadline like they can be a 500 team in that span if not more they could win 20 something games 
Yeah, the the only the only hiccup there is, you know, Paul obviously has some injury history. Gallo has some extensive injury history. For sure. They both and do. they have and they need they need them both to be good. Yeah. So I, I just like Gallinari was the best player on the Clippers last year. He was very good. Like he was like including Tobias Harris, he was the best player on the Clippers last year based on like talk to anybody that covered that team, they'll be like, Yeah, it was Gallo. He was very like, good. Like I I watched the I didn't watch them enough to be like firm, but he was great. But they'll tell you on night in night out basis he's better than, than Toby. So, like, if he can play and Chris Paul can play and Steven Adams is still a functional dude, even if he's overpaid $25 million, it's 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 over if they play all year, but you just can't bet it at 31 and a half knowing they might fire sell. Well, and it's also their wings. I mean, they're, they just don't have any and wings. And their wings, yeah. It's, ter- so, it's Terrence Ferguson and a lot of prayer. Like, Ferguson is not great, but he he's there. Um, it's first, and then you, after that, after that, you get to it's Robertson if he can play. It's Diallo. It's Abdul Nader. Like they don't have guys that you want on the way. Just wing. a Celtics legend, Abdul Nader. Yeah, I mean, again, uh, also I have to say, um, for the F minus 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 trade the Hawks did last summer for Dennis Schroeder, um, he's now a third point guard making sixteen million dollars. So that's the Dennis getting the bag though. Good, good stuff there. Uh, by all parties. All right, let's move on. Uh, Phoenix, always <sighs> interesting. We we made fun of them on this podcast last year for trying to make the playoffs. We were right about that. Um, sure. Twenty seven and a half this year, a more reasonable projection, I would say. Uh, they won nineteen last season, and they're, I think they're better on paper. Oh no, 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 they 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 are better because they added two NBA players. I mean, they lost TJ Warren, who I think is an NBA player, but he is. Um, they did add uh, Rubio and Saric, who can both play, and also Aaron Baines is an NBA player. Like he's he's yeah, a back center, have, but he's an NBA player. They, they have two more NBA players than they did last year, and yeah. one that can play point guard. And you would assume like Rubio's not great. He's overpaid. No, that, that, that was a bad contract, but I I love Ricky Rubio, so I think he can play still. And, right. he and like them. I think I think him and Booker kind of complement each other in like their weaknesses and strengths. Like they're almost polar opposites. Ricky isn't quite the defender that he was a couple years ago. He's but he not. Can still, he's still fine on that end. Still and he's smart. Like, I mean, the thing about it is, I agree with you. They added um, some. They improved on the margins. They, did, they didn't get eight, eight, nine wins better. But here's the here's the, the the argument for them being eight wins better is the internal improvement. It's the same stuff as the Hawks, like where you're banking on improvement from Booker, Aiton, Bridges, and maybe Kelly Oubre. Like well, again, you need I, you need those guys Oubre to be better. Is what he is. I, mean, I, I, I agree with you. I'm just saying that those are guys that are young enough where they could they could all improve. I mean, it's it's mostly Aiden and Bridges. I would say I think Booker yeah. and Ubre are close to what they basically are. But Aiden and Bridges, you have to assume are going to get better. It's just how much better they're going to get. I I mean I I don't know. So my feeling on on Aiden is kind of similar to what I said about Trey uh, on on the Hawks pod, which is I think there's 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 definitely room to expect him to get better in like a marginal aspect. Um, but he was very solid last year in the places that he's supposed to be solid. And I don't see, and his issue like Trey is like the defense is a disaster. Um, the problem now, is that his defense, his defense matters a lot more. because he's the center. And his defense, yeah. <laughs> and his defense matters a lot more, but his is, his is kind of the opposite of Trey. Like Trey has like physical limitations that put it, put a cap on kind of where he can be as a defender in his career. Whereas like Aiton, you look at him and you're like, he was sculpted by the Greek gods. Uh, he's seven one. He's a monster. Uh, he has the largest like 
shoulder frame I think I've ever seen up close other than like Shaq. Uh, he's giant. He moves great offensively. He has no idea what he's doing defensively. Like that's the, that's the thing, and that's the thing that worries me the most. He doesn't see anything. He doesn't recognize anything. Like it's it's the way he, he has such great feel and understanding of the offensive side of the floor, and just none of it defensively. Like you watch him play, and there is you can see him thinking on the defensive end, which is not good because defense is so much about reaction and instincts that you can't take half a second in the NBA and say, Oh, this is where this guy's going. Cause he's already going to be there. Yep. He's a step ahead of you. And he's not a bad post defender, but like that doesn't matter. Nobody's posting you up in the NBA. He is a disaster in pick and roll. That's compounded by the fact that a lot of times he's put in pick and roll with Devin Booker, who is also a disaster in pick and roll coverage. Um, I don't think he can get any better this year immediately on that end. I think Monty Williams eventually can help him, but I would be stunned if he becomes close to average, which is where they need him to be. To I, I think that's the only way they reach the over is if he's yeah, an average I mean, defender, is, and I don't see it. They're they're better they're better than they were last year, but they were yeah. they were truly horrifying last year. They're and not they're the worst the team worst in the league team. anymore. Like they're not that well, they're not no. the worst team in the league, but, but they're, they're the worst not. Team in the West. I'm not betting that. Yeah, I mean they had the they had the lowest That's overrunner. The they have the lowest overrunner in the West. I think pretty comfortably. Uh, yeah, f- they're full. No, sorry, they're tied with Memphis. They're in Memphis, but like I, I, I would rather one. I would rather be in Memphis's position, and like For they sure. have the best player of those two, and the fact that they have Devin Booker. I think um, I think if I had to cast, say for this season, I might take Phoenix over Memphis for this season only. Um, I, I I'd rather be Memphis long term for sure. I don't know. I don't know about that. I I I would lean under, especially again plus one five. Only reason I, why I'm saying that is because of guys that like. It's because Phoenix probably tries harder than Memphis does this year, um, and and because of guys like Rubio and Saric, like that. It's not because of the of the young guys. Yeah. No, I, I like mean, Memphis's I, young I, guys better. Yeah, but I think depth-wise, Memphis has better veterans. Uh, probably. Yeah, that's probably true. I, I think I, think I, I like Mikhail Bridges a lot. It's not a I do too. Honestly, but really good. Um, he was the he was he was the best two way player last year. Also, Phoenix Phoenix drafted two first round picks that they I think they have to assume those guys are going to like be okay right away, which is a bad assumption. But they drafted two old guys. They drafted Cam Johnson, who was a ridiculous. Pick. That's the other thing. I I, I I hated both their picks. And I mean, I I love Ty Jerome like my own son, but he's not going to be good right away. I mean, and also I know like he's old, after you took after you took Cam, what are you doing? They, they took hot, they took two Shooters. low ceiling guys, which doesn't make low any ceiling? sense. For no, not for who you are. It's 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 basically we're going to do the exact opposite of what McDonough did, who used to take high ceiling out of the league in three year. Sorry, that's the dog. Hey, say, say hello to the dog. The dog is here. Um, but yeah, you like it, it was. It was just do the opposite. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. This is they're still gonna be bad. Let's just leave it there. They're, they're gonna be bad still. It might be. It's gonna be better than last year. They're still bad, and I wouldn't bet it. That's where I am. Um, all right, let's go to Portland real quick. Uh, Portland is 46 and a half. Last year they won 53, which was a lot more than I thought they were going to win, but they did. Uh, they they did lose a lot, but they gained some guys too. They lost Alfred Camino. They lost Mo Harkless. They lost Enos Cantor, Seth Curry, Evan Turner, and Jake Lehman. They add good friend of the program, Kent Bazemore. 
Hassan Whiteside, Anthony Tolliver, another good friend of the program, um, Mario Hazonia, Pau Gasol, and Nazir Little. So, for me, this entirely comes down to the center position, where they had Nurkic, who was really good last year, then he got hurt, and he's going to miss yep. some time this year. And yep. they replaced him with Hassan Whiteside, who I don't like at all. So, but the numbers, yep. the numbers a lot lower than it was last year. So, 50, it it was 53, 53 wins to 46 and a half is a massive drop when you look at their roster turnover because, like, they're not noticeably worse. I mean, sure. they are a little bit worse because of guys like like Curry that they lose, but they don't lose seven wins worth of guys. It's just about Nurkic for me. Yeah, I mean, I, I think. A little worse on the on the depth. They are. They're they're a little worse. Um, not not seven games. A little worse, worse on the which no. I lean under because I think of all the teams most likely to in the West that were playoff teams last year. The team I feel is most likely to be hurt by everybody else coming up is Portland. I don't think they have yeah. the talent of Denver. I, I mean, definitely they, cre- don't think they, they clearly have overachieved. I think. Well, well so it, it was it was overachieving, which is something they've done consistently. Yeah. Under Terry Stotts, which and is why last year I gave out the over. former Hawks head coach Terry Stotts, by the way. Yeah. Which, like, I gave out the over last year because the number at forty-two is ridiculous because they were going to try hard again, and I know everybody was expecting the regression. But I think this year the West is better. And, and they're, they're the worse. team that gets hurt. And they're worse. So not only – if it was last year's scenario in the West, like they probably take a step back to like the high 40s. I, I could see them I could see them being one of those teams battling for the seventh spot in the West, which probably is 44 to 45 wins. Maybe yeah, 46. I mean, if, you, like, if you told me that Portland missed the playoffs – I would be shocked. I wouldn't fall over and die. Like I, I mean, I wouldn't. I'm not picking that. I'm not I don't picking th- that. No, I think they're more likely to make. But again, I think I think they're in that seven seed range, which I I was expecting the West year this year to be 45 wins, which is just under. Like I gave out, like, I think I gave out 47 and a half under in my column early because I just I, I knew the number would come down. And that's I a better. Was, that's a better number, obviously. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at this a little bit longer now that I'm talking through it. I think they are. I mean. As much as I just said, I think their supporting cast is a little bit worse than I thought. Yeah. Now, like you know, Seth Curry helped them a lot last year. Um, even even Enos Cantor late, like Harkless. I don't like Enos Cantor, but he he was kind of helpful for them. Harkless and Aminu, I think Bazemore is better than Turner, so that helps. But it's not you know the guys that they got to replace Aminu and Harkless is basically Anthony Tolliver and Mario Hozonia and, and Nas Little. Uh, yeah. That's those guys. Are I a lot love worse. and like. Close personal friend Anthony Tolliver, like he's I, old. I, I love. Him. I like he's old. He's old. He's not. He's he's not as good as Harkless. Um, no. So I mean, I, as I said all that stuff at the beginning, I, I I taught myself out of it a little bit. I think they are worse on the margins than I thought, even with the upgrade yeah. that they got from Turner to Bazemore. Um, and by the way, not that I'm predicting anything else, but CJ and Dame were really healthy last year. Um, yep. They usually are, but still worth noting. They are. They are super durable. Nur- Nurkic is the thing. Like that's kind of why I wouldn't when do you probably bet this at forty six and a half. If he if he was there all season long, I would never bet this under. Um, but I think with him certainly going to miss some time, 
I can't I can't go I can't go over for sure because I leave know, under Whiteside. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would I would I gave it that forty seven and a half forty six and a half. I wouldn't hate the underplay. Um, yeah, that's where I would leave. But but it's not. I li- I like when I get an extra win in there. You know, like <laughs> yeah, the value the value is probably going honestly on the under bet. I think I lean under as well though, like you do. Um, just and that's not a shot. At, I mean, it, it, not a oh, shot at, at Dave and TJ. It's just that they, no, they're, they're worse. They're this good. roster's worse. They're, the roster's worse. And like again, like I just feel like because their roster is worse, they're the, they're the team that is most damaged by the everybody got better. I'm looking forward to Anthony Simons um, just emerging, and they're also, gonna, they're, they're, yeah, they're going to be playing also, three guard lineups. Also, I don't buy in on the Simon type. He had a um, great game in the final game of the regular season. <laughs> Spare me. Spare uh, me. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I tend to agree with you on this player, one, but like he's not. No, like just, I like him. I, I like him less there when he, you know, he he's a small too. guard. Like he can't play with no. their guys. I mean, no. isn't. I, I, I don't think like everybody's eyes like, impact guy. No, like stop. stop. He's a, not this I think he'll, I think he'll be a fine third guard. We'll see. He's, a, he's, he's an NBA player. He's a perfectly good rotation player, but like the people thinking he's going to somehow like help carry the, the load. Like no, he's talented. And that was a good pick, but uh, I agree with you. I agree. Uh, all right, let's go to the Sacramento Kings. I have, I have a take on the Sacramento Kings, so which I'll Talk save it for the end. No, 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 please. I want to talk through it. Let's talk through it. Let's talk uh, through it. 39 wins last year out of nowhere. Surprising. They were playing even better than that. Cooled off late, but still won 39 games. Uh, they are definitely better now than they were then. Um, they had Dwayne Dedman, who my thoughts on him are well documented. He's very good. Uh, they had Trevor Reza, who might be done, but he's in, he's a veteran. He's He might be sure. squashed. Um, be cooked. They add Corey Joseph, who is good. Like he's a very solid. He's really fine. Guard. Stop. Stop. Uh, he's better than the guys that they that he's replacing. He's he's basically replacing Frank Mason. Um, yeah. All respect yeah. Frank Mason. I'd rather have Corey Joseph by a lot. Rock Chalk. Um, yes. Shouts to Shouts to Andy uh, Finberg. Um, <laughs> so all all that to say, they're better now than they were, especially they when are. you factor in another year of Fox and Bagley getting older. Um, the only caveat I have to that. The only one, and one this is going to matter in my prediction a little bit, is that Buddy Heel was out of his mind last year. Ridiculous. Buddy Heel shot forty three percent from three on like Steph Curry volume last year. He was unbelievable. Now is, he, he might just be that dude. I was about to say he might he might just be that now. Like he might be the second best, the second or third best shooter in the world now behind Steph and maybe Clay. Like he might be that kind of shooter. I'm not even being he's nasty. Funny. He's ridiculous he's, as a shooter. He's, he's way. By the way, I was wrong. He's way oh, better than I thought he was going to be. Let me, yeah, I would like to. I would like to apologize. May call on Buddy, on Buddy Heald to all of the people of the Bahamas to Buddy <laughs> to Buddy's family. May to call on Buddy Heald. I was wrong. Um, um, I still don't love the uh, the lack of size that he brings at the shooting guard position, but he he's very good. Uh, so all their, I have to say, their defensive thing is super weird there, but yeah, yeah, uh, their, their number went from thirty. Sorry, they won thirty nine last year. This year it's thirty seven and a half, and I just ran down five reasons got- that they're better. Uh, I, I, I gotta go. I gotta go over, and I don't. I don't like it because of the West, but I, I have to go over. This, this, this team is just better. I, I, I think they're forty one team. Like, uh, like I don't. I'm not sitting here telling you like the Kings are taking the eight seed this year. Watch I out. would not say like, that either. You, but here's you, no. He, Here's one going back going back to what you said earlier, by the way. Um, I think the Kings are better than the Mavs. And the Mavs oh, yeah. ha- are three three wins higher than the Kings. I think the Kings are just flat out better than the Mavs. Yes, I would totally agree. Here's here's a 
Here's a fun question for, for you on the Atlanta Hawks, Bob. Yep. Fox or Trey long-term? Oh, man. Uh, ooh, I... F- I think I'd, I honestly, I honestly think I, I think I would take Trey, but the only caveat being if Fox, this is the year for Fox where we'll find out. Yeah. That, that's I a agree. cop out. I, I lean Trey because of the offensive upside, but Fox is so much better defensively that it makes it really interesting. Um, and apparently Fox has been cooking at Team USA. Now it's Team sure USA, has. so I don't really care about that. But when people are talking about you that are national people, like you're killing good pros yeah that's usually a sign that you're probably pretty good and i've always liked fox uh, i thought it was hilarious people gave up on him after one year that was not very smart um never go like, here's the thing never give up on a rookie point guard after no one i mean year. particularly don't give up who on any any good, rookies after who was a good year, prospect but. yeah i mean i think again i'd lean trey on, on, because of his shooting more than anything if fox that's what fox can't do not that he can't do it but his jump shot is just not going to be what trey's is um and he's not as good he's not as good, of, as good of a passer either i think trey is pretty clearly a better off- offensive prospect than fox it's just the defense is such a big gap that it's close but i lean trey that's just, no, it's, just, it's like that's just a fun question right now i lean trey for upside i think safety wise <laughs> Fox. Fox might be safer because of yeah. his defense and everything else that he does already. But sure. I, I lean Trey upside wise. Um, all that to say, Fox is Fox is good now. Real good. He's I think he now. might be like a star this year. That's that's in play. He's he might just be a star. Super, uh, I, I, here's the thing: I'm all in on the Fox. Yeah, Love it. Love it. he's a he's all a player. In. So uh, factor him in so with a bunch of guys who are solid. Bojan, Bojan can. Bojan's kind of nasty. I mean, yeah, he's very good. I think Harrison Barnes, for all the crap he takes, is a good basketball good. player. He's good. Uh, like he's he's again this. He's one of those guys that everybody's gonna be like, oh, I can't believe he got that contract. But like, there's a tax when you're Sacramento. There's a tax you pay to have guys on contract. Same as Phoenix with Rubio. Like, if you want to get a decent veteran guy, you pay extra. You do. Yeah, that's how it works. Atlanta's gonna be the same way. I, I, I will bet money. Yeah. I will bet money. The first big veteran that Atlanta pays, people are going to go. Huh? And yeah, they're going to laugh at it because it's happens. probably going to be. It's going to probably be like three million dollars annually that that people think he's making too much. But well, it's I mean, okay because they also paid those... Devin a lot, and they, they paid Devin more than more than I thought he was going to get. Yep. I think he might be worth it. Listen, that's the thing, honestly, for me. Um, I, I know I love Dwayne Devin. So maybe that's I think, adding to my I, optimism a little bit, but sure. he's but a is lot. Is an upgrade over Willie Cauley-Stein? I was about yes. to say, he's a lot better than Willie Cauley-Stein. Yes, like a no lot doubt. Better. And I kind of love that fit next to Bagley. Yeah, Bagley. Like I mean, they can honestly, Bag- Bagley and Collins have a lot of similarities, and the Collins-Deadman front court made a ton of sense. Yeah, um, I think there's just – there's a lot of – there's a lot of – he's going to help. Like, yeah, like you said, like Bagley has defensive issues um, – He's working on extending that range out right now. Like, Deadman can pivot outside. We, I mean, he's a knockdown three-point shooter now. He's one of the better shooting bigs in the league. The, um, man, the Kings, the Kings have nine guys that I like. Love them. Like, yeah. nine. Over. And Bang it. Nine plus. Bang it. That doesn't, even, that doesn't even count Harry Giles, who I still stand for. I still like Harry Giles. He might just not be that good, but I still I still believe to an extent. So, yeah, I, I, I like the over on the Kings. Let's go. I, I'm in. Um, don't let me down, Dwayne Devin. 
You're my guy. Sir. Don't let me down. Um, all right, two more? Yeah, two more. Oops. The San Antonio Spurs, who are always weird, 45 and a half is their number. They won 48 last year with nothing from DeJounte Murray. And now they're, like, definitely better. I mean, they add Damari yep. Carroll, who we, we love. I know that. Um, they add some interesting rookies. They get, they, get, they get Lonnie Walker back and healthy. They lose Davis Bertans, which is actually a loss. Like he can play. Yeah, he, can, really he was he was one of their best shooters last year. I mean, that he, was I think brutal, he was. By the way, Mar- Mar- Marcus Morris just lighting the Spurs on fire and making them lose Davis Bertans for nothing was uh, underrated as a storyline. Like that literally made them give up Bertans for nothing, and then they didn't get Mar- Marcus Morris. That yeah. is awful. Anyway, um, over is the only way you can look. Yep, over. In my opinion. I mean, 48 over. last year, and they're definitely better now. You get I mean, again, the, the West uh, is better, another, but, man. Another guy that's apparently cooking at USA camp, Derek White. I Derek mean, White's really good, people. He he's he's. I've always been a Derek White fan. Uh, I, I'm not the biggest DeJounte Murray fan, but DeJounte Murray is a lot better than the guys he's replacing from last year. Correct. Um, I don't like DeMar DeRozan as a player all that much, but he does what he does. LaMarcus Aldridge, same sort of thing. Pop is still good at his job. I I think it won't be fun to watch them necessarily, but over, you know, taking the under on the Spurs, Godspeed to you. I'm I'm not doing that. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I'm not sure I'll be betting this, but it's definitely over for me. Like I can't even look under. Yep. Oh, Um, Robbie's team. Yeah, we've arrived at Utah Jazz, where I, I famously love the Utah Jazz. I used to get made fun the, of in the power rankings over at Dime for having them four spots too high every week. The, the official um, team of here they are. Yeah. 50 wins last year for the Jazz. They yeah. were quite healthy last year. In fact, sure. I, I made this note, their top seven guys played 68 games or more, and six of the seven played over 75 games last year. They were very, very healthy. Um, but they had Mike Conley. They had Bogdan Bogdanovich. They had um, Ed Davis, who I love. Um, oh. They had they, they had Jeff Green, who now is underrated. I think good. He was, he good, was overrated, good overrated for a long better. time, but uh, now he's underrated. I think. And then you know they do lose Rubio. They lose Favors, which is their biggest loss in my opinion. They lose Cal Corver and Hal Neto. But I mean, they're obviously better. How much better is because they have to they have to go from fifty to fifty four to get this over. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this. I think I, I, I know where I'm leaning, but where are you at on the Jazz? I love this team. I think they might be. I think they're they're the second best team in the West. Right. Which is, I mean, which is not or, which or is what the numbers say. I, I don't know. I mean, like I, I look like I get LeBron AD in the play. I I still think I would take them in a series of the Lakers. That I mean, might be a bold take. Yeah. Okay. Here's the, here's what it comes down to. This is sort of an interesting philosophical discussion. I've I've always been high on the Jazz, and I, I'm with you. Their roster is a lot better than the Jazz roster, but then the other team has the best two players. Yeah, and I get that in the playoffs. And but I, I'm really excited for a season where the Jazz have like offensive players. Like we love this team. And like, can both play, man. Those guys are good, dude. Like those dudes are really good, and they're playmakers. Like, I don't think either of us are as high on Donovan Mitchell as a lot of people have been. I agree um, with that. But I think this is a perfect situation for him. I think he's going to have he's going to have worse raw numbers, but this is going to be his best season as a pro. I think that people is, are going to be like, people are going to be like right. all people are going to be like oh. Dude, 
with what's up with Donovan Mitchell. He's just his usage is going to go way down. Should go way down because like Bogdan, we saw last year with Oladipo out. Like the dude can create. Like we we all kind of thought he was a spot up dude because um, that was what his role was for so long was was mostly as a spot up guy. Um, he had to be a creator on that team because like Darren Collison wasn't wasn't it. Uh, and he was really good. Like he got to the rim really well. He finished well. Uh, showed he had a little, he had a little sauce in the finishing skills department. <laughs> um, I and then like Mike Conley is one of my favorite players in the NBA. Uh, Mike Conley is good. The um, oh I think the Bogdanovich contract might be not great, but he, it might be on, not on great. The fl- on like, the floor, he definitely helps them. The, and again, only, there's a Utah text. Yeah, my, my only worry. With Utah is power forward, but even then, like they could get away against a lot of teams by playing Ingles and Bogdanovich together. Yeah, they're gonna get small. And they have Jeff Green. They have they could they have yeah. some options. And like, it's not perfect, but I think they can worry do about that in like certain situations anyway. Yeah, and again, that's not really a regular season worry for me. And they have Rudy Gobert, who can just eat people up at the rim. So well, that's that the thing you can you can play Ingles and. You can you can play Ingles and Bogdanovich, their best and five. Mitchell and Conley. They can with play Gobert their best five and still be yeah. good. And it's still fine. be good defensively, right? Because Conley's maybe not the he's not what he once was defensively, but he's still a very capable defender. Mitchell's fine on that end. Um, Ingles is like he's just he's in the right place a lot of times. And he's big. <laughs> I, I love that description of Joe Ingles. I love Joe Ingles like, like right. my own. But, I mean, is that it's not wrong? No, I think no. I think, you're, I think he was like sneaky underrated defensively. Bogdanovich is not a bad defender either. Like they got guys, and the other thing is like I think they did a really good job of getting guys from places that have similar identities. Like you had guys from Memphis. Yeah, you, you had Mike Conley from Memphis. Similar identity to Utah. You had a guy from Indiana, similar identity to Utah, a lot of focus on defense. They're going to come in. They're going to be willing to play defense, but you upgrade the offense tremendously. Can I, I, would can, I give, can, can I give you the negative? Can I give you the one, my one yeah. worry about Utah? Also, I love it, Davis. I do too. Uh, my one worry about this Utah team is lack of depth, which is weird because they used to be super deep. And now, I mean, I like Royce O'Neal, so that, that's a sneaky thing. I do like Royce O'Neal as a player. I think he's perfectly fine. Um, but after like the top like eight, nine, it gets kind of ugly. Like sure. it's um it's Tony Bradley and it's George Niang and it's Emmanuel Moutier and then a bunch of rookies like Mieoni who I like but he's still a rookie. Nigel Williams Goss like they don't have a lot of sure. established guys beyond like and also Dante Exum like they need him which is yeah. not great. You don't want to have to need Dante Epsom because he's just never been good. But like, okay, they have, which you, you, you mentioned their, their top, their starting five, I guess projected starting five. And then you throw in Jeff Green and Ed Davis. Ed Davis. That's a heck of a top seven. And then you get Exum as, as, as eighth. That's a, that's a mm-hmm. good top eight. And I guess if you like Moutier, I don't know. I, I mean, and Royce O'Neal. So they have, they have nine guys for me that yeah. I like. And Moody is not one of them. So they have, they yeah. have nine guys if you include Royce O'Neal. But that's kind of it. I mean, the thing is, they they have to bank on health for Conley and Gobert. Like that—that's what it comes down to um, yes. on on this. And Conley's the one I'm most worried about because if he goes down, like you said, like the point guard, then. But Mitchell can run some point. You can kind of fake it in there. Um, he, we know he can be a ball handler. We know Bogdanovich can help with that a little bit. 
I just I just really like to. I would lean over. I don't necessarily want to bet it, but um, I, I, it wouldn't surprise me if this 55-56 win team. Because again, we talked about all the teams that might just be kind of trying to limp to the playoffs. Utah's going to gun for that one. Utah and Denver are going to be the two teams that want the one seed more than anybody else. I agree. So no, they're not. I, I'm they're with not you. Gonna... I would never go under here. Uh, um, you know, as someone who is pro pro Utah, I know you're pro Utah as well. I would never go under here. I don't. I don't love also, the over. We, we love, but we love friend of the program, Quinn Snyder. Quinn, uh, a lot of Hawks, a lot of former, a lot of former Hawks on this podcast. Quinn There's Snyder, of, like the Hawk, the Hawks are a pipeline to every team in the league. Quinn Snyder, Dwayne Dedman, uh, who else we discussed on this podcast? Anthony Tolliver, Dennis uh, Schroeder, Kent Bazemore. Yeah, shots to Mike Muscala, um, who's still in the league and was terrible last year. I hope he's better this Awful. year. Awful. Um, be better, Mike. It made me feel bad because Lakers fans were like screaming about how bad he was. I'm like, he's not this bad. I promise. He was not this bad. And he was really bad. No, he's uh, not bad. He was anyway, um, we've, we've covered a lot of ground. Your best bets for the West, sir. Please go back and uh, tell me what you would like to uh, put your put your staff of approval on one more time. Dallas under. Houston over. Ah, uh, uh, no, not the Thunder on this one. Uh, Sacramento over. Yeah, San, Ant- San Antonio over. Those are my four. I'll give you four. Four winners. I, I will. I will go Sacramento over. San Antonio over. Oh, jeez. Dallas um, under. What? You were on Dallas under with me, right? Yeah, Dallas under, and that might be all I can give you with a straight face. Yeah, I like the Honestly, Houston over, but I understand not wanting to, to handle. Yeah, that. it's it's just a lot for me. I know it's a principle. I know it's a principle. But in the West, I don't like a lot of unders. We we get a lot of overs on this pocket, which is not normally what we do. Um, not our I mean, thing. I like not unders. our thing. Um, but, um, well, I think it's unders. because. So here's the thing. I, I think it's because like the bad teams in the West, we like a lot. Like we we gave you a lot of stayaways. Um, yeah, because like oh, there yes, are. Here's stay-aways. the thing. There are. A lot of teams in the in the bottom middle of the West that like I just I like their rosters, but I know somebody's going to get hurt by this. I think the I only team the only team that's like not a playoff team in the West that I think is honest like straight up overvalued is is Dallas. Everybody else has an appropriate number. I think they're yeah I think they're all they're all pretty close. Like uh, Mem- Memphis, OKC, Phoenix, those guys they all have appropriate yeah. numbers in my opinion. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. So, Faye Dallas. That's my favorite Faye bet, by the way. Faye, my favorite bet on the entire board in the Faye West is, is the Dallas. Hawks fans, put your money where your mouths are. It might sound like I'm being a Hawks homer, and because people always know I'm a super Hawks homer, I was get accused of being too homerish on this podcast. Look at, but, look, at uh, you, look at you! Look at you being a homer with the the Mavs pick, and then taking Trey over Fox. I took Trey over Fox. I took the Mavs what under. I, I I wrote an entire post about happening? how John Collins is better than Kyle Kuzma today, and posted it on PeacheRoops.com. Look at you! Look at you! I'm basking in my homerdom. That's not really Look at true. You. I'm so I'm so proud of you. Did, did have you heard that Jeff Siegel is now the 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 person that everybody hates in the Hawks fan base? Not me. Jeff Jeff the people me. the people's champ Jeff Siegel. Everybody hates Jeff because and I, I told the story the other I think a couple weeks ago on the podcast. But Jeff doesn't care because Jeff is not from here. Yeah, like Jeff Jeff lived here for a while and obviously I think watches watches the Hawks as much as anyone aside of from like me, but uh. Jeff doesn't have to be 
a, a fan. Jeff's not a fan. Like I, I'm not a fan yeah. anymore. Like a pure a pure fan. But you know, I, I grew up a Hawks fan. I, I, I was a season ticket holder. Like I have I have some fandom buried deep down in, inside me. Jeff does not. <laughs> he does not care. He's going to tell you exactly what he thinks about every player. And if it's positive, it's positive. If it's negative, it's negative. And he's never going to pull punches. I pull punches occasionally. It's just the way it is. Sure do. I mean, you you're you're kind of like me. You you grew up as a Hawks fan. I you did. Cover the Hawks as a fan. It's not, you know, I did. not anymore. I did. I did. I did, I did once, once upon a time. Yeah, we we follow similar paths. Yeah, Miss your Joe. guys, uh, your guys that you uh, cannot be objective about are headlined by Joe Johnson, I think. But uh, well, that's the thing. See, that's the nice thing. Like all the guys that I I cared for are out of the league. Josh Smith out of the league. Joe Johnson out of the Josh league. Josh Smith out of the league. Joe Johnson out of the league. Out, like Al Horford's the only one. Yeah, it's uh, Evan Johnson. It's, it's Alan, 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 Paul. Al, 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 Paul and Kyle for me. Everybody else is uh, out of the league that I was like a fan of. Like yeah, Ivan Johnson's gone. Perro's gone. My sons, who are both ten years older than me. What if someone signed Perro like today? What would you do? Go cover them. Just, just move. Just a year sabbatical. Just, just tell tell the future wife you're moving to wh- whichever team signs Perro. Like it's it's like Salt Lake City. We're just on our we're on our way there. I just I go Salt Lake. Oh my god! Some, some, my, some, love, that, my, love my love for the Jazz. My love for the Jazz. Just a year sabbatical. Already plus Perro. Perro's only thirty-seven. Just saying. Best inbounder in the league. He's five years younger than Vince Carter. Immediately. Perro would be the best inbounder in the league. Immediately. Five years younger than Vince Carter, so the dream's not dead for Perro Antich. There's um, there's nothing there's nothing I enjoyed more than when they used to just insert Perro just to be an inbounder. It was uh, like five minutes ago. It was it. like when they had Mario West play for three seconds yes. in the first half for that whole season, every yep. single game. He would just play defense on the last possession. That's how I. That's like kind of my test now for how long you've been a Hawks fan is like just saying the name Mario West and seeing what the what, what, the, what the person says. If you don't Hero? know who Mario West is, you, you haven't been around that long. It's just the hero. Is. is that is that is that the response you're looking for? Uh, that's 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 a response that I could get. It's more of like either that or just like. I was the guy who was really mad about that. Like, why is he? Do, why is Woody doing this all the time? Uh, but that's, that's, that's a lot about me and a lot about you and other people. So, all right, Robbie, I've kept you way too long. You have things to do on this fine Thursday. Please plug yourself. This is going to wrap up our uh, our three part podcast series from you, you and I. You'll be back in again, I'm sure, in a I guess not not too long from now. But uh, please plug anything you got going on, man. Yeah, read Dime, Uprock Sports. I'm on Twitter. Y'all know where I'm at. Our podcast. Puntcast is back weekly. Uh, we're now on Spotify. Who, who knew? That's subscribe. Okay now. Subscribe, subscribe to the podcast. Review. Do all that good stuff. Subscribe, review to the Locked on Hawks podcast. Brad's great. Best in the business when it comes to the Hawks. We'll say it every time. I uh, appreciate that. Um, you know, we'll we'll talk more about things in the future. And thank you for joining me as always, my friend. Please subscribe to this podcast, as Robbie just said. And uh, we'll see you all probably next week when the schedule comes out. And we'll talk more about that then. So uh, stay tuned for that.